coming up. It's the worst I've seen it in terms of the number of people being impacted at the same time. Britain's employment market has deteriorated sharply as the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown pushes the economy into recession. As lockdown eases and the furlough scheme is phased out, many employers will be facing the difficult decision to make staff redundant. Digital learning that's dramatically different. Welcome to this TED Learning podcast. Hello, I'm Justin from TED Learning. And in this podcast, we're exploring what will recruitment look like in the new normal and how employers and employees should use outplacement support where roles are being lost. I'm delighted to be joined by Ruth Miller, who's an associate trainer for TED Learning and also an expert in recruitment and outplacement. So Ruth, we're hearing that the impact has been quite significant on the employment market. What have you seen take place over the last few months? Well, Justin, it's um, furloughing, obviously, and the fact that unemployment is going to rise sharply, restructuring, losing people through redundancy and not really hiring. There is some hiring taking place. But that tends to only be businesses that have been positively impacted during this period tend to be things like supermarkets and technology. Most employers have been quite negatively impacted, really. I mean, obviously, we've had recessions in the past in the UK. But do you think the impact of lockdown and COVID-19 is going to have a more significant impact on the employment market than perhaps we've seen in the past? I'd say it's the worst I've seen it in terms of the number of people being impacted at the same time. I was just about setting up on my own as a consultant with the financial crash in 2008. It was over a period really of about 18 months, whereas you know, I don't think I've ever seen so many redundancies in really just a few weeks. And do you think the furlough scheme has um, saved jobs or prolonged before people were being made redundant? I think the furlough scheme has been a very positive approach from the government for businesses which would have gone under with no revenue coming in the last few months, but having to pay out staff costs. I think it's been a really positive thing. I do think there are some companies that were struggling. COVID itself has made that situation a lot worse. Furlough for those companies has really just put off redundancies that were going to happen anyway. So I think in a way there was a little bit of pent-up change, pent-up redundancies that were going to happen and furloughs put them off. But overall, I think it's a very positive thing for most businesses, and I'll say particularly SMEs. So everyone's had to adapt to a very different way of working. And obviously things like virtual meeting environments, whether that's Zoom, Teams, Skype, have become the norm. How will lockdown and as we return to some sense of normality, change the way that companies recruit people? I think it's changing already because there are some companies who are still hiring people because we are still buying their products and those companies are having to hire remotely. So a lot of use of technology, so Zoom, Skype. I think in terms of recruitment going forward, companies thinking about how they're going to onboard those people because it's very different isn't it being recruited to work in a virtual team and never meeting your colleagues face to face at all you know you don't really have engagement with those other team members so there's a lot of thought I think companies need to put in there to onboard people effectively. I've been reading a lot recently that candidates might actually be asking companies at interview 
how did you treat your employees during COVID-19? We've seen some examples of organizations that have treated their employees really well and other companies that literally just laid off everybody on day one. And then when the furlough scheme was announced, kind of brought those people back in. How do you think employers should respond if they're asked that question? Well, I think the bad ones, I think it's already out there. Some of the big employers, you only have to Google them and you hear all sorts of stories. But I think it's a very relevant question because really it's saying, do you care about your employees at all? And when the pressure's on, either financially or logistically, what do you do? So I think it's a very fair question. And I think employers should respond honestly most employers will talk about perhaps some of the challenges they've had and the positive things they've done where they found it hard i think it's time for authenticity really and i think people and employers need to say you know what this i found hard this is what i did about it this is what i found easier so remote working is hard but these are some of the things that we put in place to make it a bit more manageable for our employees these are some of the things we, we've done as a team. I mean, it's much more difficult now, isn't it, for employers to hide behind their actions because um, social media plays a large role in how people perceive brands. And if people have poor interview and recruitment experiences, they're more likely to be open about that now. And as you indicated, people will do their research. So that's why creating that really positive candidate experience, regardless of how they're delivering that interview, is so important. It is really important, but it's the whole life cycle really it's the candidate experience that when people come for interviews and how they're treated during that process in terms of that they're communicated to that they're given some feedback whether that's positive or negative at the end of the process but that really leads into again the onboarding we talked about earlier and the engagement of how employers get those people up and running within the workforce and that they feel like they're valued and looked after not just during covid but longer term it's all about having a good, positive, engaging experience from the time someone applies to you all the way till when they leave you. Now, I've been through redundancy myself and I know that it was a really hard experience to be on the receiving end of it. What advice would you give to those individuals that are being affected um, and are either at risk or have been made redundant during lockdown? You can't deny how hard it is. It's a tough experience, a tough life experience. So I think the advice I'd give to somebody is two things. One, that you need to give yourself time to do that grieving or change management in your life, you know, that you're accepting that transition. But once you have got a bit more on top of it, you need to make a plan. When I give people advice when they've been made redundant, a lot of people come and go, oh, well, I spent the morning, applied for 100 jobs on Indeed or some of the other job sites, tick box, I've done my job search. Whereas really there's far more to it than that. I mean, a lot of jobs go before they're even advertised these days. So you need to be looking at networking. You need to make sure you're in contact with everybody you know for your past jobs, friends of friends so that you're keeping a lookout for new roles and you're making sure you're top of the pile when things come up, that you're speaking to your contacts directly rather than being the sort of 800th person who's applied. So it's just a general lot of work. You need to have a plan and you need to use all the resources at your disposal, not just rely on click and get a job. You know, it, unfortunately, it's not that easy. There are a lot of applications for jobs at the moment. In addition to recruitment, you do a lot of work around outplacement. Can you just talk us through what that means? So outplacement is really a word for helping individuals secure 
new roles outside a company when their current employer has made them redundant. I work with those companies. So a lot of clients will come to me when they're making big scale redundancy programs and they'll say, look, we want to treat these people fairly. So we want to give them some support to secure other roles. I might run workshops, junior to middle management teams, could be one-to-one coaching for senior executives. And anything that's useful can be discussed. What makes a great CV? What makes a great LinkedIn profile? How to use LinkedIn effectively? How do you apply for jobs successfully? How to manage the interview process? All those sorts of things. Sometimes people might be in a role now that doesn't really exist or is quite outdated and there's limited opportunity for them. What sort of things should people be doing to develop new skills if they've been made redundant, for example, and they're they're trying to get a different type of job, what skills are required moving forward are gonna be quite different to perhaps the skills that people have got now. What would you say around that? There's some very good resources online for what skills companies look for, but some of the things I've been discussing with clients are things like remote working, that is a skill, and the technology that's used within that, and collaboration, that's a skill, and actually, People that can do that well and can help companies get teams together and collaborate remotely rather than having to be in a room, that's a skill. Thinking about how they market their own skills in a way which says, you're looking for this. These are some of the projects I've done in the job I've been in, even though I'm looking for a different role now, a lot of the skills are very transferable. So that's one option. And that's from an employee point of view. What skills Mm. do you think companies will be looking for as things get back to some sense of normality? As technology takes over jobs more and more, it's actually the personal skills that companies look for more it's usually around that company's values and behaviours. So they're wanting candidates to join them who exhibit those behaviours, and that's how they're trying to assess them during the interview process. So they're much more interested in that than saying, right, tick box, every skill, you know, every piece of experience I've ever asked for. You know, it's how people communicate, how people work together, how people are resilient in the face of challenge, um, how they can deal with change. Um, how they can perhaps influence others and collaborate with others. So it's those sort of skills which you might have from a previous job, but actually if you're exhibiting them now, you might be very suitable for something new and different in, in another industry. Ruth, thank you very much for joining us on our TED Learning podcast, talking about recruitment and outplacement. For more TED Learning podcasts, visit our website, podcast.tedlearning.co.uk, or you can find us on most podcast platforms. This podcast was produced by TED Digital.